1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike Detilia, along with my tag team partner today, Charlie Long, in studio, coordinating and supervising. Uh, We'll take you till 8 o'clock tonight. Got a host of some really, really good guests. But Charlie, I think uh, certainly everyone was waiting to hear this about the remarkable improvement of DeMar Hamlin, Uh, doctors, family came out and talked about how well he has improved. Uh, He still is ventilated and he's still in critical condition, but he's able to write and communicate that way. And uh, also kind of grasping, you know, people that are in the room's hands and sort of nodding his head a little bit. And so, man, you know, um, I guess. Fantastic uh, news. It's, it's unbelievable. And, and, Power of prayer uh, certainly is there. And, and again, we we certainly, uh, all our thoughts and prayers are with uh, improvement, even more with Damar. He still has some lung issues, and certainly that's understandable at, at this stage. Uh, he's still not able to breathe on his own, but he has made just fantastic improvement with that. And it reminded me of a story, uh, he passed away uh, about a year and a half ago, My old neighbor uh, Joe Clark, who coached 50 years in major college football and in the NFL and sort of ended it in, in NFL Europe, uh, coaching actually there, actually coach Jake DeLome, Kurt Warner, a host of other guys there. And uh, Joe had some health issues uh, toward the end of his life, and uh, they didn't think Joe was going to make it a few years back. They had put him under an oxygen tent, and he demanded that they give him a pencil and paper. His his wife, Samantha, thought, "Mm, I wonder if this is toward the end. One of the nurses told her, you know, a lot of times toward the end, they want to write you something. Joe couldn't speak. He had some some help with a a breathing tube at that point. But he was writing. And so she said, you know, after about she told me, Mike, after about 20, 25 minutes, come on, uh, Joe writing that long. Something's not right here. So she unzipped uh, the oxygen tent. And Joe, an old ball coach, for all those years, he was drawing up game plans. Uh, He's drawing up football plays out there. She knew it was no uh, goodbye sort of note to her. But that that was just the way it is. And you would figure the one thing DeMar wanted to know about was, did we win the game? And, And the response that doctors made were, you won the game of life. Right. And so it just goes to show you. I don't care if you're a coach or you're a player, man. That that's still with you almost uh, till the uh, to the end. And so, man, again, our, our hearts and prayers are out uh, with uh, Demar and his continued improvement. And uh, again, it's ju- it's just been remarkable. Uh, let me read this because it's it sort of getting time constrained here uh, because you, you got to register by Thursday. Uh, at 559. So we want you to be there when the Saints battle the Panthers in the regular season, the final one of the season in the Caesar Superdome. You can win a pair of great seats. Second row, right behind the Saints bench. All you got to do is go to WWL.com slash contest now to score your tickets from Odyssey, Miller Lite, it's Miller Time, and WWL. Again, this cuts off at 5.59, but if you want to try to win those tickets, go to wwlcom slash contest, and you can score your pair of great seats right behind the Saints bench, second row, Saints Panthers to end the regular season in 2022, but it's actually in 2023. We'll be back with more sports talk and Ryan Harvat from BetMGM right after this break on the Big 870.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
1: We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike, to tell you, along with my tag team partner today, Charlie Long, we're going to go to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. And on the line is host of BetMGM tonight and Odyssey Sports betting insider Ryan Horvat. <laughs> insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, Be sure to listen to the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Ryan Horvat's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcasts. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. I didn't get to talk to you last week, but uh, Happy New Year to you. And uh, we're certainly getting good news with uh, DeMar Hamlin. And uh, after what happened Monday night, uh, man, that encouraging news over the last 48 hours uh, lifts the spirits
2: yeah absolutely you know such a scary situation something that you obviously never ever want to see still can't believe that it happened but at least we're starting to get some good news and uh, man just such a terrible situation so any good news that's what we need right now happy new year though yeah missed you guys last week I ended up going back home went to Lambeau Field for the uh, Green Bay Minnesota game which ended up working out in their favor rushed back home to the east coast actually for that Monday night football game man and Man, I I had been looking forward to that one for about four or five weeks. The two best teams, I think, right now in the AFC, at least two of the three best if you throw Kansas City in there. And, you know, didn't really care so much about the football game, just wanted that young man to be all right, especially after nine minutes of CPR. Such a scary situation. So great news coming out today.
1: Ryan, uh, I'll ask you about Green Bay, who has all of a sudden become a very hot football team. And, man, uh, they didn't play their best offensively, but, man, you got some breaks, of pick six, uh, kickoff return for a score. Now in a kind of get-in type game up against the Lions. And my thing about it is I just look at the quarterback play. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, you got to take him over Jared Goff I, I like the Packers in this game uh, over Detroit. I, I know for a lot of people, you you pull for Dan Campbell, pull from the heart uh, with Dan. But, man, my eyes tell me the Packers are a really good football team playing pretty well right now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it comes down to the defense. A lot of people wanted Joe Barry fired a couple of weeks ago, including myself. But I don't really root for guys to lose their jobs. I just didn't think he was a great fit. And then they go into the bye, he comes out, and we've seen a lot of adjustments on the defensive side of the ball. A lot more cover two, a lot more cover six. Green Bay, they were blitzing at the second highest rate in the league, yet they just couldn't get after the quarterback. Now they're getting those coverage sacks. They're blitzing now at the second lowest rate. And the last couple weeks, they're top five in sacks. So it comes down to the defense and Joe Barry making the right adjustments Offensively, like you said, still Not what you expected coming into the season. You do lose somebody like Devontae Adams, but, man, those two rookies have really stepped up. Christian Watson's a touchdown machine. I like Romeo Dobbs. He's a very solid route runner. And then you have the run game with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So in a cold-weather game at Lambeau Field, I would also take the Green Bay Packers. The reason I haven't bet it yet, I feel like if this is a playoff game, if it comes down to this being, you know, the last playoff spot, if Seattle doesn't take care of business. Right then I think this line might go down a little bit. I think Green Bay might move down to three and a half. I don't think we get to three, but I think we might get a better number. And if you want to bet Detroit, I'd probably wait for that same scenario because I think the narrative will be, well, there's nothing left to play for. They're going to play this game tough regardless. They're divisional rivals. There's a little bit of a rivalry there. Jamal Williams wasn't brought back by the Green Bay Packers. He's about to have his first 1,000-yard rushing season. Aaron Rodgers kind of just chalked this up as a victory. That's bulletin board material for Dan Campbell and the Lions. And you know how tough Dan Campbell gets those guys to play. But I'm with you. I like Green Bay. It comes down to quarterback play. Jared Goff outside of domes. Jared Goff in cold weather. Jared Goff against a Green Bay defense that's now getting after the quarterback. We know he's very sensitive to pressure. I had to take the Packers
1: in this game. Another team that was uh, really improved on defense has been the Saints the, the past month. Uh, you know, be, to be honest, Ryan, I think you and I thought we'd see this much early in the year, and it didn't happen for whatever reasons. But now, man, the Saints have really played some good defense over the past four weeks. And um, playing Carolina is sort of a game where I think the Panthers... I think they're going to give their best because I think they want to keep their coach. That uh, they've already know that the owner has has made a had a meeting and had overtures out to Jim Harbaugh and that sort of thing. I think they want to keep Steve Wilkes. I think they'll play hard. I think the key for the Saints is stopping the run because when the Panthers Steve have been able them. to run the football, they have won games. So for the Saints. Uh, you can talk about Sam Darno and D.J. Moore all you want. you got to stop the run because what they did to the Lions a couple of weeks back, they just gashed them. Uh, so your, your feelings on Saints-Panthers.
2: Completely agree with everything that you said. I mean, they want Wilkes as their head coach. And you thought this team, you thought the Panthers, they were just going to go into fire sale mode. They trade away Christian McCaffrey. They trade away Robbie Anderson, which was the right decision after that temper tantrum that he threw on the sidelines a couple weeks ago. But then they didn't trade away D.J. Moore, even though they were offered a first-round pick. And they didn't trade away Brian Burns, even though they were offered two first-round picks. So they kind of bought back in. And they had a shot to get into the playoffs. I know those dreams are gone now, but still I think they're going to be extra motivated for this game. And I think they're going to give their best effort. So I really like them as far as the spread plus four. What annoys me about, about the saints is the same thing that annoys me about the Packers. It was there. It's just, you know, it just, it took them, it took them some time, man. The talent was there. It was just injuries. And as far as the defense goes, I think that shows how great of a corner Lattimore is, how great he is for that secondary. Cause when he was not on the field, that defense struggled. It's kind of man. like the same situation in Pittsburgh, man. Like, the Steelers are the 28th defense in the National Football League without TJ Watt on the field. With him on the field now, they're number one in the league. It just shows how important some guys are, not only on the field in the locker room, but I still, man, I still think what, what's going to annoy me about this season, I'm not going to cash that Saints ticket. It's going to be the one that I don't cash as far as division wins and win totals. And I still think they're the best team in that conference, in that division. I think they're a better team than Tampa Bay. I just wish they had this this health early on in the season.
1: Ryan, right. and, you know, because Lattimore missed so much time uh, with the crack ribs, uh, he had a lacerated kidney, and he had so many people calling in, oh, we got to trade Marshawn Lattimore. My thing is, you got to be kidding me. Man, I'm not trading Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, you know, come on. I-, I need three corners, and I think I got it, with Debo. Uh, with Alante Taylor, and I got a stud in Marshawn Lattimore. I ain't moving Marshawn Lattimore. I might move somebody else, but he's staying on this team for 2023.
2: Oh, I completely agree. If you if they're going to trade him, I hope they trade him to the Green Bay Packers. Even though you know their <laughs> pass defense, their pass defense hasn't been the issue. It's been the re it's been the it's been the run defense. We need some we need some big guys up front, but. No, I, you can't trade away a guy like that. It just comes down to him staying healthy, staying on the field, and I think he's going to have a big bounce back here. I'm going right back to the well. I mean, we'll see. There's there's a lot that still has to happen, but I think they'll be just fine as long as the guys keep most of these guys because you look at that salary cap, you look at where they're at financially, that'd be my biggest concern. But I would not trade away Lattimore. There's a couple different guys I would trade away a couple other guys in the secondary I would trade away, but I'm not
3: trading him. Ryan, I feel like Week 18 is a little bit unique in the NFL season where there's teams that have those playoff spots locked down and they really don't have to do anything. They can just kind of rest their starters, which makes some of these lines feel really, really weird. Like, for instance, Philadelphia, 14-point favorites against the Giants who have their wild-card spot locked down. They don't really have anything to play for. And then kind of the same thing with the Bucks. Uh, they got the NFC South locked down. They're going to Atlanta, and Atlanta's four-point favorites. How do you kind of handle these games when when you're uh, when you're looking at the, those lines?
2: Yeah, and that's the toughest part. Obviously, you know, here the final week of the season is you look at a game, you look at some of these lines. You're like, how is Atlanta favorite over Tampa Bay? Right. Well, because Tampa Bay, they already know their fate. They've already won. The- going to be at home for, but it's. It's the reality. So I really do like Atlanta, actually, because Atlanta, they don't have anything to play for, but they got some young guys. They're not really going to do anything as far as the draft. You know, if they do win this game, I think they're going to play pretty hard, actually. And they're at home here. I don't think if Tampa Bay plays anybody, I think it's probably for a series or two. Although if I'm the Buccaneers, I don't want to risk injury, but finally you found something offensively in the second half last week with Mike Evans and Tom Brady finally finding that connection again. I'd probably have them get some reps in but I doubt that we see that. So I do like Carolina. That's the toughest part. What I like to, what I like to do is I look at the teams that are going to want to play spoiler, right? Everybody's going to bet the Pittsburgh Steelers because the Steelers have been playing good football. They still have a shot to get into the playoffs. It's Mike Tomlin. He just doesn't have losing seasons. I'm going to take a team like Cleveland because it's a, it's a divisional game. They're playing their best football. Deshaun Watson, hate to say it, he's getting better every single week. That was a big win for them over the Commanders to knock them out of the playoffs last week. I'm going to look at some teams looking to play spoiler. Last year's a perfect example. I bet the Jacksonville Jags and everybody told me I was crazy because the Indianapolis Colts just had to win to get in. The <laughs> problem with that was Carson Wentz was their quarterback. They never beat the Jags. That's a terrible spot for them. And... Look, the Jags played their best game of the season. They played spoiler. So that's the only piece of advice that I really have for Week 18 is be careful. You know, with some of these games where, hey, this team it's a playoff game for them. The other team has nothing to play for. Still the NFL and some of these teams, some of these guys before they hit vacation, they want to go out and give their best effort. So I'm always really careful, but I also – I find some good value here uh, the final week of the season, but those games where teams have nothing to play for, that's a great point. I don't understand why we're seeing 14-point spreads. I would have to take the Giants in a game like that against Philadelphia. They have nothing to play for, but they're heading back to the playoffs. And let's say it is the backups. I mean, look at what Brian Dable and Mike Kafka have done with Daniel Jones and that wide receiver room. How bad can the backups actually be? I don't think they're bad enough to not be able to cover 14 points. And Philadelphia, you guys, has not looked good the last couple weeks. They have they're not. are up they right have. now, dealing with some injuries. I couldn't lay 14 with them.
3: Ryan, another team, you're talking about playing spoiler. The Seahawks are a team that just came off that win against the Jets. They kept their playoff hopes alive. 8-8 eight eight at home against the Rams. They're six-point favorites. You see that as one of those spoiler games?
2: Yep, this is actually one of my favorite games because we know what the motivation is going to be for the Rams, actually. Not only do they want to play spoiler, they got a bunch of guys on that team that want to have jobs next year. Baker Mayfield's probably playing for his NFL life. I don't know if he's going to be a starter next year, but he definitely wants to be a backup somewhere. Maybe it's in Los Angeles, and he sticks with McVay. Cam Akers who had a disastrous start to the season. They were the least efficient running team in the league. He's actually playing his best football the last month of the season. And this play calling still has been pretty creative <laughs> for the Rams. They haven't just completely mailed it in. They're going to want to beat Seattle, and McVay has completely owned Seattle and Pete Carroll. I, I mean, look at the ATS numbers. Look at the straight-up numbers. I think that uh, the Rams might win this game outright, and set us up for a really good primetime game with the Lions and the Packers pretty much being the first playoff matchup uh, here in uh, 2023.
1: National championship game, Georgia, big favorite over TCU. And old bud, uh, Sonny Dykes, uh, man, he he pulled off a big one. He did get a couple of pick sixes uh, to help him against Michigan. Uh, But your thoughts on the national championship game coming up Monday night?
2: Well, Mike, it's such a sore subject, man, because I had Ohio State – I had them preseason, and then I had them plus 350. And my reason was it was all going to work out because I figured Ohio State all season long, we said this is, the, this is the team that stacks up, that matches up the best with Georgia on a neutral field. They played one bad half against Michigan, and then everybody ragged on them for a couple of weeks. You know, they shouldn't be in the playoff. They have no business being here. I thought they were the better team. If they don't lose Marvin Harrison – and if Jackson Smith and the Jigma plays, I hate being the what if guy because it's football injuries happen, but I just thought they were the better team. And, man, I think that that was kind of the wake-up call, though, that Georgia needed. So TCU's been a great story. I kind of like TCU to keep it close in the first half, but I took the points with Georgia. I think they win this game by two touchdowns. I like the under at 63-and-a-half because I think what happens here, maybe TCU gives their best effort in the first half, but then Georgia just does what Georgia does with Kirby. They grind you out. It's a slow, methodical process. They're going to run the ball. Bowers will probably have some big plays in that game. Stetson Bennett will make just enough throws in that game. And I think that they win their second straight. And I think that finally Kirby gets the respect that he deserves. I love Nick Saban. You know, I, lo- I love all these guys. But what Kirby's done the last couple of years, not only recruiting, but with these teams, especially on the defensive side of the ball, I just think, I think he deserves more praise.
1: Yeah, uh, Ryan, uh, they've become the new Alabama. Now, yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen at quarterback next year without Stetson, but I see a lot of those cats coming back next year on defense. they going to be rough again, and they got a huge offensive line, a good running game, Bowers returns next year. Uh, again... Uh, who is the trigger guy is going to be the key uh, for the Bulldogs. But, you know, with Stetson Bennett, who, man, he, does he get any sort of respect? Uh, he's going to be the first dude since uh, A.J. McCarron, back-to-back national championships, if Georgia would end up winning.
2: Yeah, and look at the plays that he's had to make. You know, you look at the game against Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State, I thought that they were the better team. And then in the second half, There's and Bennett. He was a little bit shaky in the first half so much that even Kirby, during his little halftime interview, he's like, hey, he's a veteran. He can't be throwing the balls across the middle high, making these turnover-worthy throws. And then in the second half, you know, he didn't really calm down fully, but he made just enough throws. And he's just – he's a big game player. I hate the term game manager because he's had to make some big throws the last two years. That's a compliment,
1: game manager. I agree. People don't get it, but that's a compliment if you can do that.
2: Exactly, because you're not going to make the dumb turnover-worthy throws. You're not going to turn the ball over. You're not going to leave points on the field. Also, I completely agree with Georgia being the new Alabama. The difference is now they're the more physical team. I mean, yes, they are. Down to you. Look in the trenches. They have the better offensive line. They're tough up front. Alabama was a mess on the offensive line this year, and then defensively, you know, same thing. They just haven't had that toughness the last couple of years. I wouldn't be shocked if Georgia's here again next year. Like you said, you just have to figure out the quarterback position, but I think they'll figure that out. And on the defensive side of the ball, they're just going to keep retooling and restocking these guys, it looks like. (laughs)
3: Ryan, hopping back into the NFL for one more question here, I think the other, we talked about Detroit and Green Bay as a game that's got a lot of playoff implications, but the other one that literally seals a playoff spot, AFC South matchup between the Titans and Jaguars, one team's dead in the water, the other team's getting hot at the right time, I've seen the line kind of fluctuate a little bit, it was at 6.5, dropped down to 6, now it's back up to 6.5 for Jacksonville, what do you see from this game?
2: I love that this game is on Saturday as a standalone game. I was kind of hoping that this might be the Sunday game. I, I just thought there was a couple different options. I get it. You want the teams, you want everybody to give their best effort. You want the competitive, you know, nonsense. It all comes down to money. Let's be honest. In the National Football League and Green Bay Detroit's the draw on Sunday night. Oh, uh, and this one, I actually, I don't know that I love this bet, but I bet the Titans today when it got to six and a half, I had to take Tennessee here. Because of Mike Vrabel. Because I know he's going to have these guys motivated. I don't think they're going to win the game. Before the season started, I gave out Jacksonville plus 750 to win the conference. I took them over six and a half wins. I'm a big Doug Peterson fan. Honestly, Trevor Lawrence, He might be the best quarterback in the league here the last four weeks of the season. He's got a lot of competition right now. Mahomes is breaking records. Burrow's great. But Trevor Lawrence finally looks like the number one overall pick. He finally looks like the guy we were hyping him up to be. And Travis Etienne, they got a run game. They have all those weapons at the wide receiver position. I still think, though, the Titans are going to keep this game close because of Mike Vrabel and because of Derrick Henry, who's fully rested now. The defense hasn't been what it was the last couple years for Tennessee. But I think they'll make just enough plays to keep this game close. I like Jacksonville to win if you could maybe use them as a teaser option or if you throw them in a money line parlay. But if you're taking the points, I don't know how you bet against Mike Vrabel here when he's a six-and-a-half-point dog. And if this gets to seven, if this gets to a full touchdown, I like Tennessee even more.
1: Ryan, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Again, Happy New Year to you and your family, and uh, we appreciate your time.
2: Thanks so much for having me, guys. Enjoy
1: All right. now. That was Ryan Harvatt, host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. Welcome back to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike you along with Charlie Long, taking you till 8 o'clock tonight. We're going to go to our Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text line. We're going to go to Jimmy and Gretna. Jimmy in the huddle with Mike and Charlie.
4: Hey, what's going on, Mike and Charlie? Hey, real quick, man, just to put things in perspective here, you know me, I'm always combing the secondary market for ticket prices. And they got $5 tickets right now, Mike, for the game this Sunday. The home finale against the Panthers. Now I know, um, I don't know how true this is, but maybe you can clarify this. You or Charlie can clarify this because of the cancellation of the Bills-Bengals game. There is a slight possibility. I'm seeing Nick Underhill is reporting there's a slight possibility the NFL might uh, do a eight-team playoff on each side. I got to see it to believe, to, yeah, see really, to believe that. I, I really got to see it to believe it too, Mike. I, I know but Pro I'll Football. You know.
1: I know Mike Florio and Pro Football Talk has put that out. Uh but uh, mm-hmm. I, I got to actually see it to believe it. Uh you know to be mm-hmm. honest with you uh, on that and oh. man that that would be a late drop of a card uh for the National mm-hmm. Football League who doesn't really do things uh like a fighter pilot. I mean, you know, normally mm-hmm. they they take their time to make any decision on anything to drop this this late would be a surprise. So, uh, yeah. I, I get the slight possibility, but I actually got to see it to believe it. But going back to the, what you talked about with the Pels, man, how about last night? Um, you know, CJ, Woody drops down 28. Jose Alvarado had a great game. And so, you're going to need all those pieces of the puzzle now. The second line. Uh, because of the fact, no one, you're going to be three to four weeks without Zion. Who knows when Brandon Ingram comes back? Uh, mm-hmm. That bitch. That really everyone has talked about. You, I, everyone else. Now they got to come through, and, and big time
4: uh, for the Pels. Yeah. Now
1: Houston hey, was bad.
4: I mean, come on, they're not yeah. a good team. Yeah, yeah. I know, man. How did how did the, how did LSU miss out on Jabari Smith Jr. with his daddy? Being an LSU guy, how'd he go to Auburn, man? That's I don't I know. I Dude. don't know. Uh, Bobby and I were talking about there. that the other day. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's a freak. He's a freak. They're, they're, they weren't much. But, yeah, I, I think Willie Green, unlike previous coaches, Mike, he, he really preaches defense first and next man up. And, um, you know, look, we're, we're going to probably go 500 without these two guys. And I'm okay with well, that. Well, I hope I hope so. I hope so. If we can go 500 Mike and Charlie, we should be fine. I'm nervous well, about hopefully this road Brandon trip. him comes back yes, yeah, sooner than later the road trip will be difficult Charlie, but like I said I'm getting some late Christmas gifts here. They got $5 tickets on the secondary so market right now. Kids, for
1: game. So if you got kids. So yeah, if you got kids, you take yeah, hey, you know, oh, come yeah. on, and you got a few extra bucks. It's a great way. Those kids, man, are always going to remember that. <laughs>
4: if it's yeah, playoffs, uh, implication or not, they, they just want to go they don't see. Care if it's playoffs, yeah, they don't care if it's playoffs, the Super Bowl. They don't care if it's. uh, uh well, they you care know, if whatever. it was Super Bowl. He, <laughs> but uh, but care. I, but they I they get it. You know, go to an there.
1: NFL game. I remember, you know, as a kid going with my dad, and you know, and that that's memories, man, sort of etched in your mind forever. Uh, you know, that you spent that time with your dad at a, at a Saints game. So, uh, yeah, so if, try to take advantage of that if you have a chance to. Thanks so much for the call, Jeremy. We're going to go to Steve in New Orleans. Steve, uh, you're in the huddle with Mike and Charlie.
4: How y'all doing, man?
1: All right, Steve. I'd like to know, are the Saints interested in Pratt, Tulane's quarterback? He got one more year of college football left to play. I
4: understand. I exactly. would, I would, because
1: I'm telling you now, I think he's got a chance. Uh, I, I just did, and I'm not finished yet because we haven't had all the announcements of who's coming out early or not, uh, but uh, I, I just have coming up with a deal for a magazine uh, that uh, I, I think Michael Pratt's going to end up being a first-round pick next year.
2: I believe, I believe that, and i tell you what. He showed better, he played better. And your
1: Heisman Trophy winner last week. I don't know about that. Now under the gun, I I, I gave Caleb. No, I tell you what, Caleb was awesome. That U.S. defense was really, really bad. Michael Pratt, though, when it counted, and we've seen it all year long. Man, Mike has got the nerves of a burglar. I mean, he is unflappable with pressure. He throws a nice football. Right. Where he's made the biggest improvement, Steve, and now him and I have talked about this last two years at Manning is in his mechanics. You see his mechanics so well. He's not throwing the ball off balance. It's it's not falling back. Man, he's into a throw. He made some throws. And you would have said, man, that, that's an NFL quarterback making that throw. Michael Pratt is that good that he could end up being a first-round pick in 2023, uh, 2024
3: draft. That's how good of a player he is. I remember that uh, Cincinnati game. He came up with a huge Thursday to make sure that they sealed that AAC championship game. Yeah, and it's a laser. And
1: he's not the runner, certainly that Caleb is and the scrambler. But if he needs to, he can take off. You know, he he can get you some yardage downfield. A tough I, player, man, man. But he's tough and mentally tough, and that's what I look for in a quarterback being mentally tough. Thank you so much for the call, Steve. We appreciate it. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy. We're finishing up here, our number one on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike, to along with Charlie Long, we're going to go back to our Oakland Jewelers Talk and Text line. We're going to go to Phil. Phil, you're in the huddle with Mike and Charlie. Okay, Mike and Charlie. I guess I'm afraid that it's being a Mississippi State graduate, but I think Will Rogers has got one year to go,
2: yep, and he's
1: already broken all of Dak Prescott's records. It would <clears throat> be great for the thing. He's a pure pocket passer. But man, what I like about Will, he's completing in his career like seventy-one percent of his throws. Now he is—he did play in Mike Leach's uh, air raid offense, which is right. a high percentage throws. But seventy-one percent. Now the the negative on Will's gonna be—he's not much of a movement guy. He's a pure pocket quarterback, but man, he can spin it. He, he does a nice job working you in that short to intermediate part of the field. And you're right, he's got another year left to play at Mississippi State where he's going to put those records up. It's going to be tough to catch him because right. I know he's, he's thrown already for over 10,000 yards uh, yeah, at yeah. Mississippi State. I think it's 81 touchdowns. Uh, so – um, Will's impressive as a college quarterback. I, I, what I would like him to be in the NFL is a spark guy. You know, come off the bench, man, he can give you a spark because he's just going to come out humming it. And hes I think he's a more talented version of Garner Minshew. I think he's got more physical talent uh, than Minshew does. He doesn't quite have the personality nobody does uh, of uh, Uncle Rico, uh, but uh, man, uh, that
3: nickname! Man,
1: he, he he can sling it. So I, I'm interested to watch him in in 2023. He's been impressive so far. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big Eight Seventy
0: right after this news break.